Hey all you amazing little creepsters out there. This is Kelly from Rural Wyoming and you are listening to A Paranormal Chicks. Hey Carrie, hey little Donna. Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 26. And you just heard Kelly. And she is part of a Creepinati family, and that means Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) And as part of her tier, she gets to introduce an episode. So if you want to introduce an episode as wonderfully as she did, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty good. Hop on over to Patreon and check it out. BTW, she really is the person from rural Wyoming. Yeah, and so, like, that's now a whole joke. Like, Mm -hmm. Every time I think of her, I think of where she's from. I mean, I can't say it out loud, but in my head, I say it perfectly. Do you, though? Okay, probably. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go with that's a no. (laughs) 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 Guess what? What? I have a true crime story. Well, I mean, not that crime happened, but that you have one on your, like, (laughs) genre. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, ladies. You can call me Madsky. I love your podcast, of course, just like everyone else. Oh, thank you. I found it when I recently took up a new job and finally called up to your most recent stuff. My work is next to a Indian cemetery, and I've actually got some stories about it as well that I'll share another time. So, while listening, I get the heebie-jeebies from time to time. Anyways, the story I'm going to tell you is kind of long, but I hope you guys enjoy it. You know we love long, short wide what what you talk about we are equal opportunity storytellers Uh, (laughs) you thought i was gonna go somewhere else Uh didn't you Mm -hmm. thought you were talking about some high dogs and i mean i take a foot long Mm -mm. okay so my story takes place july of 2014 i was going to be a junior that year in high school i'm 23 now so just like any teenager i was with some friends up to no good trying to make some plans oh my god i thought she was gonna say in the neighborhood (laughs) yes and then one little fight my mom got scared and she's moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air? I mean, but you know what? She wasn't even born when he was probably, on the Probably TV. not. Probably not. Okay. When she said that she was a junior in high school, I was like, I graduated college. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> okay, back to her story. So, she's trying to make plans for the hot night in July 3rd. Everyone was in a partying type mood. It was my friend's. RJ, John, Josh, Claire, Haley, and I, along with a few others talking and whatnot, a friend came up to us saying there was a party at 10 that night, so everyone was doing what we could to get ready for it. Load up. What what did they say on Jersey Shore? Cabs here. Yeah. (laughs) As my friend RJ and I are sitting on his car's trunk, a spider comes scuttling across (laughs) the trunk, and RJ freaks, saying that someone needs to kill it. I end up killing it, and we all went on our way to the party. <laughs> My friend Claire and Josh rode with RJ so they could cash Claire's check. Whew, that was a tongue twister. It's about 10 at this point. I rode with Haley. We all agreed to meet at the party, but Haley and I saw some other friends and stopped. Claire texted us and said the boys dropped her off at home. She couldn't cash her check, so she wasn't going to come out. Haley and I didn't go to the party either. We decided to stay at our friend Nicole's instead for the night. The next morning, 7 a.m., July 4th, Haley, 
Nicole and I woke up to Nicole's neighbor asking to speak to us. She was a 911 operator and just got a call saying a young man was found out near Horn Rapids in Tri-City, Washington that matched the description of Josh. Fuck. I called Claire asking if she spoke to Josh and she said she hadn't talked to him since 3 a.m. And I told her I didn't know how to tell her the news, but a guy had been found that looked like Josh that morning. Claire called Josh's mom and did find out, in fact, it was him. (gasps) No! Come to find out, RJ and John had taken a ride out there to smoke some pot. Let me describe this area where he was at. Tri-Cities is the desert. It's sage, brush, flat, and sandy. Tumbleweeds roll around like nobody's business. The whole nine for what you picture in the desert, as for the most part. Anyways, so they went out there, got out of the car, and RJ had a handgun with him and shot Josh while he had his back turned. Then passed the gun to John and told him to finish him. John had no idea what RJ was doing, and RJ forced the gun into John's hand, and while they struggled, they shot Josh again, and he died. Holy shit. They left. They left my friend Josh alone in the dark in the desert to die. Thinking about it and typing this makes me tear up, and I cannot imagine being that horrible of a person to just let someone die alone and bleed. No. RJ convinced John that they needed to head to Seattle, They drove to a little town outside of Tri-Cities called Benton City. They were fueling up. While RJ was in the bathroom, John was letting what just happened eat him up. He went in and told the cashier to call the cops because they just shot and killed his friend. RJ sees John doing this and ran to the car, grabbed the backpack that had the gun in it, and tossed it in the river. It took the swim team two days to find the bag in the Yakima River. I went to the court dates. I watched all three families cry and yell. I even watched someone throw a ceramic coaster they brought in and hit RJ in the head. I was friends with all three of these boys. Never in a million years would I have expected anything like this to happen in my life. Oh my gosh. I've known John since I was 12. I've known Josh since I was 8. I knew RJ since I was 14. Just so crazy what the world has in store for us. This story was broadcast across the U.S. Fourth of July was not the same anymore, that's for sure. Sorry for the long story. I actually took quite a bit out. I hope it didn't make you yawn. I'll be in touch. Hope you ladies have a great spring and summer that's coming ahead. Creep it real, my beautiful ladies. XOXO. Madsky. Holy fuck. First of all, that was not even long, hardly at all. No. Oh, holy fuck. And you did not make us yawn. Our mouths were open. Only it looked like, like we were yawning, but it was because we were shocked. Yeah. Yes. See, like we talked over each other yes. the whole fucking time because we couldn't even, we had to express it right then. Yeah. Holy well, shit. And they were hanging out all before this. Like, what made them do it? And it's scary to think, like, had all those girls gone to that party with him? Like, she yeah. was riding with RJ. Like, what would have happened? Would he have put the gun in her hand and made her shoot him? Oh, my gosh. I feel like he had planned that. Like, he got the gun, and he's like me. When you get something, you just want to use it. Like when you go to the grocery store, and you buy all the food, and you're like, I need to eat it all right now. You're like, this is going to last me a month. Two hours later, oh, fuck, my stomach hurts. And And um, everything's gone. Yeah, I spent $80, and now it's, yeah. I mean, is trash day soon? (laughs) Because, yeah. But that's how I am. You know, anything. Mm -hmm. It's like nail polish. Oh, I just got my nails done, but I just bought this nail polish. So let me, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I am. But like, I just feel like he had that. And so 
maybe he thought Josh was the one who wouldn't like help him. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he turned on him. And he, you know, thought, okay, John will just do it. Like, what a fucking senseless murder. Of course, that's all speculation. Oh, oh, God, yeah. We don't know. We, we don't know no what's idea. going through, what went through their minds. But, like, I mean, not that any murder is not senseless, but, like, that's, like, legit. Like, what the fuck? Y'all were friends. Like, friends hanging out. But, like, what made him just fucking be like, all right, tonight's the night. Mm-hmm. Josh gonna die. Who knows? It's like when any, when someone wants to kill something, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter. It, he could literally say, I hate McAllister's sweet tea. And he'd be like, that's it. That's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you're looking, they're looking for a fight. They're looking for you to, like, do something. So their mind, they're like, he was asking for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And you just can't reason with people like that. And, like, what in the world, like, you know how they say, like, everything happens for a reason, so you wake up late and yada, 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 you know, you missed a wreck or whatever. Like, what if Claire had been able to cash her check? Because it was, I think I had it wrong a second ago of who they were. Anyway, because it was Claire, Josh, and RJ in the car. Yeah. So, shit. That's so scary. Wow, great story. Thank you for sending that in. And we definitely want to hear your other sinister sightings. Mm -hmm. Like, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I'm really sorry that happened. That's... Gosh. Hey, guys. This is my husband's typed-up experience of the museum. I think he tells it so much better in person. He also doesn't know about Zach being the Dybbuk douche. So, I find what he says so interesting. Rachel. So, now... It's her husband. husband. Yeah. Like, picture it. He's, you know, at his typewriter. Like, murder she wrote style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was playing piano toss. What? what? No, I was typing no, the typewriter. No, I know, but, oh. like, just how you do it. That was the murder she wrote theme song. Donna and Carrie. First off, your podcast is badass. Oh. <laughs> He's married, Carrie. <laughs> I like legit had the same reaction, but you know. Well, I was actually just like, oh, nobody's ever called me that. <laughs> bad and an asshole, but never badass. <laughs> Secondly, I am grateful for the opportunity to share some of the weird ass shit that I've experienced. Man, he sounds right up our alley. Mm-hmm. Like, I got you. Just a little history on me to put this experience into a little more context. I am what I would describe as an empath. I pick up on feelings of people and environments. From the research I have done combined with my experiences, it's my best guess at a classification. This go-round, I'm going to share my experience at Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. Ooh. Dun-dun-dun. Rachel and I decided to take a long weekend to Vegas. She had wanted to go to the museum for quite some time, so we made it a major point of our trip. I have only seen a few episodes of Ghost Adventures, and I had little interest in the museum. I thought it was some bullshit haunted house similar to the ones that pop up every October and that Zach was full of it. Holy shit, was I wrong. Ooh. As we approached the property, I started feeling very anxious. It was kind of weird driving up to a building and the energy of it was fucking with me before I even got out of the car. I was not prepared for what I was about to experience. I mean, how do you prepare for something that you think is total bullshit And then you're like, oh, fuck, this shit is real. You don't. 
I wanted to turn around and drive off, but somehow my want for Rachel to have a good time made me suck it up and go inside. Because you're a real MVP, dude. Mm-hmm. You really are. I thought you were about to say because you're a real empath. And I was like... <laughs> oh, God. I mean, he said he was. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll never be married because I'm like, gotta go. <laughs> I uh, feel terrible. I was going to say, I feel sick. Uh, Bye. <laughs> I mean, meanwhile, I'll be like, God, I really want to go to the Haunted Museum, but uh, I kind of really want to play slots. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you got to play slots first because you know you're going to have some bad juju. Mm-hmm. So I got to get that out. Like, I mean, meanwhile, I'll lose every anyway. So, yeah. All right. The process of getting into the place is a bunch of waiting, a bunch of hyped up scary stories, and a bit of history of the building. It's kind of cheesy, but whatever. That sounds just like Disney. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, okay. That was me on, uh, what's that ride that goes like up and then whoosh down? Tower of Terror? Yes. Oh, my God. It. I was so anxious. One, because I did not know if that seatbelt was going to fit me, y'all. And I was like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know what? At the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you about that fucking thing. Okay. I mean, spoiler alert, it quasi-fit. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So, as we enter, the feeling of anxiousness increased. I felt like there was a whole bunch of bad stuff all around me, but I couldn't see it or specifically identify it. The tour guide takes us into the first room with a bunch of supposedly haunted dolls and such. I didn't feel anything particular in this room, still just the overall shitty feeling of wanting to get the fuck out. But I'm not a bitch, and I'm not going to bail on my lady, (laughs) even if it kills me. Oh, God, I love it. (laughs) Be like, bite. Mm -hmm. Like, you got a God. You can go in by yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what's that over there? Let me go over here. Meanwhile, this is why Shaggy and Scooby get fucked over, because we're Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're scared. Let's go in this room, and then it's where the actual monster Mm -hmm. is. And yes, we're Shaggy and Scooby. There's no Fred... Moving on to the room of mirrors, the mirror they were promoting was next to the entryway. I think it was the Bella Lugosi mirror. Supposed to have a dark spirit or a demonic something in it. That particular mirror to me felt like an everyday mirror or a replica of the original, possibly. But the big mirror to the left of it as you face the promoted mirror was skeeving me the fuck out. I was scared to turn my back on it. I was feeling so... I don't even have the words to describe it properly. It felt like when you were five years old and you think there's a monster under your bed kind of feeling where if any part of you went over the edge, you were going to get fucked up. Oh my God. I felt instant relief after exiting the room. I still don't know why this mirror has that energy. In between this room and the next, the hallway was lined with pictures and artifacts. There are spots in the hallway where I wanted to burst into tears and parts where I felt a relief from strain on my senses and a feeling of something lurking, but keeping its distance from me in particular. This feeling continued throughout the building with different areas of artifacts and collectibles. I was grateful most of the place was dimly lit so no one can see my eyes watering. Ours do that when Mm -hmm. we get scared. I hate admitting to feeling fear of what was lurking into the sensory overload because of the fucked up energy all over this place. One of the few rooms I was extremely chill compared to the rest of the place was the clown room. Mm-mm. I didn't feel anything crazy here, just felt energy from people in the group who had fears of clowns. He didn't say this, but AKA Tiffany. Tiffany. 
I will say though, I can like watch it and mm-hmm. like and all of that, but you put like an actual clown in the room yeah. with me, and I don't like it because I I don't like mascots. I don't mm-hmm. like the fucking Easter Bunny at the fucking mall. mall? Like <laughs> I don't if I don't know who you are because yeah. you got some shit on. I don't fucking like it. Same. All right, he goes on. He said, but I enjoyed that part. Yeah, because it's their fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. He can smell fear, basically. Donna, I swear to God, in my head, I was like, he's like basking in the fear farting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is too dumb to say. And and then it worked. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're on the. Mm-hmm. Jack Kevorkian's van was the saddest artifact in the whole place. I couldn't even lean inside to look closer. It was just so much sadness and depression. We moved on to a room with items from a serial killer. It had actual items used to violate and murder people still inside evidence bags. I couldn't even go inside. The energy was too dark and I stood outside the door. What the fuck? Whoa. I wonder what serial killer. Me too. Oh my God. I really want to go to this. As I'm like, that's crazy. I want to go. Mm-hmm. Next room I want to mention was a Dybbuk box room. Nothing of any significance here. I call bullshit on that box. Hey, mister. <laughs> listen to my episode. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. I totally understand. But I mean, I wouldn't open a Dybbuk box. No, fuck no. <laughs> Like, even if it was just, like, the fucking placebo effect. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I wouldn't know. Did you say placebo? Placebo. Oh, I thought you said placebo. I may have. Placenta. I don't fucking know what I said. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all hype and no substance. I would welcome the opportunity to be proven wrong. Hey, next Halloween, he probably is going to have a four-hour episode again. Probably not going to open the box up. Mm-mm. All I was feeling here was other people's vibes of fear. Same with Peggy, the doll. Not a single impression of the world's most haunted doll. The next room downstairs, where they have items from a ship called the Splendor, they showed us a picture taken of the room. Wouldn't you know, it showed a shadow person. At this point, holy fuck, I was triggered. Oh shit. Fuck. I have seen similar shit throughout my life and seeing a goddamn photograph of what I have experienced with my own eyes freaked me the fuck out. Mm -mm. My eyes are watering just typing this part. Holy fucking shit. That's what he put. That's funny. I love... You could write all sinister sightings, please. This. Like, write your whole life. Yeah. Just send it. After that was the demon stairs room. Rachel was the only one in our entire group that was just chilled out in there like, y'all bitches are scaredy cats. <laughs> <laughs> it was a replica figure of a demon Mr. Baggins had encountered personally. I attempted to go in, but only spent 0.5 seconds in there. It was just one of those things where my senses were advising me to vacate. As we ended the tour, we entered the gift shop. Rachel was picking out souvenirs, taking her sweet-ass time, and I was literally dying to get the fuck away from this place. I thought there were heavy, dark, spidery blobs attached to me. I was feeling a level of anxiety and panic like I had never felt before in my life. And just for some context, I'm a combat veteran. I had been shot at, had guns held on me point-blank, and driven a Humvee across minefields. Fuck. 
the oppressive shit that attached to me at this museum and the feeling of such panic superseded any of the fucked up human interactions I have had. Whoa. Like, I can't breathe. I'm I like, know, like, I know. Oh. I'm like, can you hurry up and fucking finish reading this? I know, this? I know. I'm oh. sorry. I somehow maintained my composure for the drive to our hotel. As I drove away, I was upset about why I was still feeling these dark little clingy bastards attached to me. Once we were in our room, I was desperate to purge the negativity. I sat down and I meditated, prayed, and was able to remove the clingy dark fuckers from my being. I wasn't myself for at least a day. It can take some time to sort out what my feelings are and what were feelings left by those dark attachments. My personal opinion of the museum is that the intense emotions aren't coming from high-profile items. It comes from the smaller objects. The objects with real human emotions of fear, anger, and depression imprinted on them. Combined with the dark ritual shit done inside makes an intense and scary place. Rachel felt nothing but pure curiosity. It's fascinating that two people who are very close can have such different experiences. Mm -hmm. Lastly, if you're sensitive, I don't recommend you visit. It will rock you. I know there is not a chance in hell I will ever go again. Thanks for taking the time to read my story. I apologize for my shit grammar. Please feel free to make any corrections. Also, I'm happy to authorize you to share this for whatever y'all want to use it for. Thanks, CJ. Holy crap. Okay, Seriously, you and Rachel just powwow together. That can be your little date night. Y'all just write up all your sinister sightings because y'all got some good ones. Damn. I don't know that I could go there, honestly. Like, oh, I'm going. I mean, I'd yeah. be Rachel. <laughs> See, and I wouldn't. I would be mm-hmm. him that's like, fuck, how do I get these spidery things off of me? Yes. Oh, my God. That's scary. But it's so, that so makes sense, though. That the big ticket mm-hmm. items, like, yeah, those are what draw people in. And that's what you're going to be like, this is haunted and all that. But it's really the shit that people don't know about because it was used in really shitty things and all of this. And that's what's, like, feeding on all the emotions. And, oh, gosh. Wow, that was a really good one. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yes. Okay. This one's titled My Crazy Complex. Hey, ladies, hold on to your hats because y'all are in for some crazy shit. I've lived in my condominium complex for 20 years now. I've lived in three. I don't remember the exact events occurred, so bear with me. The first place I rented didn't have much activity. All I remember is smelling some perfume that wasn't mine and a general sense of sadness. Then I moved into another one that I lived in for about 16 years. Before I met my husband, I had a few strange things happen. I would read in bed and hear conversations going on in my room. I could never make out what they were saying. It wasn't scary, just weird. A friend came over and we decided to use the Ouija board. I know, not the smartest. I asked it questions that I only knew the answers to and I was barely touching the planchette. A few spirits came through and this is beyond weird. One came through saying it was my deceased dog, Coco. A little later, another spirit appeared to come through. All of a sudden, the planchette started doing figure eights faster Uh -uh. and faster. No! It was pretty creepy. We got off of it pretty quick, and I eventually threw it away. Around this time, I got to talking with some neighbors. The man next door, nonchalantly, told me he saw a full-bodied apparition. The lady who lived under me saw me coming home one day, freaking out, asked me if I was okay. 
She thought she heard me talk in my bathtub, but I wasn't home. What? Another lady who lived in my building told me that whenever she would come back from walking her daughter to the bus stop, her door would be open. Mm-mm. 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 No. Fast forward a few years, my husband moved in and activity picked up. When we were planning our honeymoon out of the country, I got my passport and I put it on the table in the living room. I walked out of the room, came back, and it was gone. We searched the entire place with no luck. I had to rush to get a new passport in time for our trip. Months later, I was going through our very cluttered, very full guest bedroom closet. I found a huge bag with all my beautiful gift bags from our wedding. As I was going through them, on the bottom of the bag is my damn passport. (gasps) No! I cursed out whomever put it there, lol. Another time, I was sitting at my desk when all of a sudden I saw a little orb dancing around. I looked down at my cat, Chester, as his head was bobbing around as he watched. Another time in that office, a book flew off the bookshelf. It was a book about a woman who speaks to the dead. (gasps) No. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Things got creepy in the bedroom, too. There were several... Okay, we don't need to know that girl. No, but we want to. Yeah, tell us all the deets. There were several times we'd just turn the lights out and something would pull the sheets up over my toes. Another, and probably the scariest moment in that building, was when I was sleeping one morning. I woke up to stomping, running, coming down the hallway. Mm-mm. I jumped up, yelling my husband's name. Nothing. We moved into a much larger condo in the same complex about four to five years ago. One of the first things I remember is starting to fall asleep on the couch and hearing a girl's voice say, Lee. Oh my gosh. Like the name. It startled me, but it wasn't terrifying. We have heard many strange noises, but blow them off now. The cats look around at nothing all the time. Now here's the really freaky stuff. Things started to happen in our bed. A lot of times I'd fall asleep on the couch and wake up early and go get into bed. One morning, I was sleeping, and I woke up to something walking on my pillow, just like a cat. Mm Mm-mm. I'd rather a cat, a ghost cat, than an R-word. We locked the cats out of the bedroom. I peeked my eyes open and saw a white shape. I wonder if it was my white cat, Mouse, who died a few years ago. Oh, my gosh. Not scary at all. One morning, I was half asleep, laying by my husband, when I felt two feet standing on my head. (gasps) What? What? That's right, like a miniature person. It then jumped off my head as I felt it jump on the bed. I know. Fuck. All I'm picturing is that Martian guy from the Flintstones. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you of course know what you I mean? are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would, like, something on your head. Like, oh, God, no. Well, one, this is my problem. I don't think ghost or anything like that. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's a roach. Why'd you have to say it? Our word. Another night, I felt something like a cat walking on my legs, then something heavy sit on the side of the bed. And the last, I was laying on my back in bed about a month ago. All of a sudden, I was being held down. (gasps) No. Mm -mm. I was paralyzed with fear. I even heard the sheets move. I barely peeked and saw a black, although slightly see-through, human-like shape. Ooh, shadow person. Once I was able to move my face, I sang, Jesus loves me, and it let go. Gosh. Don't know why I chose to sing that song, but it worked. Another strange thing, when I got up, my husband told me that he had the weirdest dream that he was fighting demons. Whoa. Anywho, that's it for now. I will be sending another email in the future about our scary stays at the Myrtle's Plantation. Yes! 
Take care. Love your show. Lee W. San Antonio. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, even scarier, too, that that little girl's voice said Lee. Yes. Because I didn't realize who it was from. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't. Yes. Holy fuck. My heart is pounding. Like, I have my hands together, and I can feel my heartbeat in, like, my fingertips. Or is that normal? (laughs) Wow, that was really good. And, yes, send us in the stories from the Myrtles. Yes. Talk about Haunted of Hill House. It's this fucking complex. Mm -hmm. Like, the hotel from, what's that thing? American Horror Story. Oh. You know, like, how everything's happening. Mm -hmm. Well, you are a braver soul than I am because... I'd have long moved out. Oh, my gosh. But glad you're still there because more stories. Mm -hmm. All right, here's mine. Hi, Carrie and Donna. I'm a new listener to your podcast, and I have to say that I absolutely love it, and I love you guys. I posted a few ideas in the Facebook group, and I love how open the APC community is. So thank you so much for making me feel so welcome. I have two short stories of my semi-paranormal experiences. Thank you, girl, for being in our group, because we feel the same way. Mm -hmm. My first story has to deal with my dad. He passed away when I was 19, and it was very sudden. His widow pulled some petty shit because she hated me, and it caused a rift in the family, and it's still there today. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Yes. I suffered a lot mentally because of this, but I still carried on. One day, I was coming home from my daily commute to and from college when I saw the most beautiful rainbow I had ever seen. I have this belief that rainbows bring good luck, kind of like four-leaf clover, so the rest of the day went better for me. The next day, I saw the same rainbow in the same place at the same time as the previous day. Obviously, I was very lucky because I kept seeing rainbows for seven days straight. Holy shit. I told my mom about it, and she said that when she married my dad, they went to Disney World for their honeymoon. On the drive from Indiana, where we lived, to Florida, they saw seven rainbows. (gasps) I felt like that was a sign from my dad telling me to pull through and that he's always going to be watching me. Ever since that week, good things have been happening to me. I started my dream job, school has gotten better, and I found my dad's biological mom. It's coming up on the one-year anniversary of his passing, so I hope to see more rainbows. Oh, my God. I love that. Yes, that is such a good story. Oh, my gosh. Which is sad that death really brings out the worst. Mm -hmm. Death and money. My second story is a little creepy, but sad in a way. Before I was born, my mom had a miscarriage. My mom had a very hard time carrying babies that she almost miscarried me. My mom so badly wanted to have two kids, a boy and a girl, but her dream was shattered after the miscarriage and nearly losing me, so she didn't want to try again when she married my stepdad. She swears to this day that the baby before me was a boy and that my dad wanted to name him Caleb Michael. When I was younger, about 16, I had an old wooden bed that would creak if you sat on it or ran into it. (laughs) I love that. That sounds like something I would know about a bed. Yes. (laughs) About anything. When you run into it. (laughs) Yes. When I would get on Tinder or meet me, yes, I'm on those at that age. Every time I would talk to a guy for a long period of time, I would feel something kick the bed repeatedly. And don't get me wrong. They were good kicks. Like, they would make my bed creak and shake. Holy shit. It would only stop if I stopped talking to that person. It didn't stop if I asked Caleb to politely stop. Believe me, I tried. Years later, I got a new bed that has a metal frame instead of wooden. 
Now Caleb sits on my bed instead of kicking because he ain't dumb. He doesn't want to get hurt. (laughs) It's nice to have my big brother around watching out for me. Sorry if these stories were boring, but surprisingly, my life is normal. Keep doing your podcast and don't let anything bring you down. You girls are amazing. Thank you for the opportunity for everyone to tell their stories and for being the awesome girls that you are. I'm so thankful that both of you are so open and welcoming. You honestly don't know how much that means to me. Also, Donna, we need more stories of Patty Jo. I still can't get over her oral sex joke. (laughs) (laughs) Creep it real and don't get scared. Sincerely, Sydney A. Aww. I, first of all, those stories were not boring. No. I, like, everybody always thinks their stories are so either too long or too short or boring, and we love them. Yes, we love every single one. Yes, so, holy crap. That's so sweet. P.S., sidebar, if I was going to be a boy, my name was going to be Caleb. What? Uh-huh. And your middle name is an M. Mm-hmm. That is so sweet. Thank you so much for sharing about your yes. big brother and your dad. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Those are such, like... It's so nice to hear people having these experiences and because paranormal isn't always bad. Yeah. It can be these amazing stories of your loved ones coming to say hello. Yeah. This one's titled A Bizarre Online Love Triangle, An Abrupt Betrayal, and a Pink Prosthetic Penis. Now that sounds like a movie I'd watch. Mm-hmm. What's up, y'all? It's me, your boy. It's Will, our editor, and I'm so excited. Oh I totally God. read that in his accent, how he does at the beginning of the bloopers. Oh, my god! What's gosh. up, y'all? It's me. It's me, Will, here. <laughs> yes. That's a terrible impersonation of you, Will. Oh, my God. But I love it. Like, oh, gosh. Like, I want to read this whole thing in a British yes. accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Will says, so I can't believe I've been working on APC for almost a year, and it's only just dawned on me while editing the last Sinister Sightings to send in this story. Warning, it features sex and relationships pretty heavily, so it might not be appropriate for little creepsters. Aww. So, in her second year at university, my sister lived off campus in a house of four. One of her housemates was called Gail Newland. Now, Gail was a lesbian, but had a hard time coming to terms with it. So, she created an alter ego, a man called Kai Fortune, so she could talk to women online, saying she found it easier and more comfortable that way. It was on Facebook that Gail, under her alter ego Kai Fortune, first met and made contact with a straight woman who we'll call Rose. We still don't know her real name. I love that you know he picked a uh, Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. So Rose and Kai hit it off straight away. They're both students at the same university, the same age, and they seem to be into each other. They grew close and soon thought of each other as boyfriend and girlfriend. Aww. Rose was desperate to meet Kai in person, but he refused for over a year, saying that he had been in a disfiguring car accident and that he had a heart condition, that he was seriously ill with cancer, and Rose, <laughs> I know, and Rose believed it all. That is like classic catfishing. Yes. Okay, so here's the first twist. Kai said to Rose, oh, you should meet my friend. Always. Always. Gail Newland. If they say, hey, this is my cousin, or like whatever, mm-hmm. they're going to send you a picture of them, mm-hmm. and they're just going to test it out. If you're like, oh, he's he's cute, or mm-hmm. oh, she's cute, they'll be like, oh, okay. But if you're like, ew, whatever, she'd be like, oh, that's my cousin. Yeah. Okay, so Kai said to Rose, oh, you should meet my friend, Gail Newland. I think you two would really hit it off. 
and the two meet. They found they had a lot in common, going to concert together, watching films, playing netball, hanging out. Gail and Rose essentially became BFFs. Netball? I love it. Okay, so Rose and Gail are hanging out, doing BFF stuff. Meanwhile, Kai agrees to meet Rose at a hotel for sex. Oh, God. They'd meet at the hotel once more, and then Rose's flat every Saturday for three months. Obviously, Kai had strict rules for these encounters. Kai told her that he was so anxious about his appearance that she would have to wear a blindfold. Oh, my God. (laughs) And could not touch him because of his injuries. Oh, my gosh. He said his chest was bandaged because of a nozzle attached to his heart and that he had to wear a compression-style suit to regulate his heartbeat. She accepted the strange conditions because she loved him. Oh, gosh. But eventually, Rose became suspicious. And on what would be the last time they had sex, Rose reaches up to touch the back of Kai's head. But something is wrong. Her hand gets caught in something that didn't feel right. Rose rips off the blindfold, and who should be standing over her with her boobs binded to her chest, wearing a giant pink strap-on penis, but her new BFF, Gail Newland. Oh my God. Now, a lot of people ask how Rose didn't figure out that Gail and Kai were the same person. After all, they had the same birthday, had the same unusual... (laughs) I'm sorry. Had the same unusual course, marketing and creative writing at the same university, the same taste in music and films... (laughs) The same kind of dog with the same name. (laughs) Stop! Gypsy. The same voice. Oh my gosh. Kai told her that they sounded similar because they came from the same part of the country and had been friends since childhood. Rose said she believed it all. She was gullible because she was lonely and desperate to be loved. God bless it. Gail was found guilty of three counts of sexual assault (gasps) and was sentenced to eight years in prison. The judge, Dutton, described Gail as an intellectual, obsessional, highly manipulative, deceitful, scheming, and thoroughly determined young woman. Wow. I asked my sister what it was like living with Gail, and she said that she seemed pretty normal, quiet, and shy. Okay, so I guess that's it. This story is really only connected to me, but guess who has two thumbs up and doesn't give a fuck? (laughs) Thanks for keeping me employed and everything. Creep it real, Will. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Holy shit. That is like a fucking episode of Catfish if I've ever seen it yes. or heard it or read it. Poor Rose. Like, oh how desperate do you have to be? I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, that breaks Soul my crushing. Heart. Yes. God. And the thing is, though, is that what did Gail get out of it? You know, like, sexually with her, if she's just using a strap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's not getting anything. Well, she's pleasing her, which now she's with someone. True. So, she gets that. That's where they both got. I mean, yeah, Rose got a little more, but you know what I mean. But good on the judge, because mm-hmm. that's not fair. Like, that is not fair. Well, I say, good on fucking Rose for having the courage to be like, Absolutely, because you know that's humiliating. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and so like to be like when you're now that she's on the outside looking in, like how could I have believed all these things? And so good on her for having the courage yes. to actually press charges and and tell the story. Yeah. Can you imagine how hurt you would be though? Not only do you find out that your 
like boyfriend is not uh, he's a liar Mm -hmm. and your best friend is a liar Mm -hmm. you know like she lost two people Mm -hmm. wow that was a good story yes will coming in clutch i love the title of it (laughs) dang that was good will this one is called shadow man has returned hey guys it's your friendly neighborhood witch emily I thought it would interest you two in something that's occurring right now, so I'm writing it down in this email. As I've said before, we have a shadow figure that likes to visit. Well, he has come again to visit, and it seems he's decided to chill outside with me as I crochet. I can see him in my peripheral vision. It's icy cold there on my cheek and along my body, and he's just standing, watching me type this. Oh my god. He's curious, actually. Another way spirits and things can communicate with me is through almost like a mental conversation. I know what they want depending on what I see and feel and put them together to create a type of sentence. Hence how I know the spirits and what they want or do as long as they give me the info willingly. I cannot force things out of them. I'm like a spirit box, kind of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he wants to listen to this podcast I always talk about, and now I'm both confused and concerned. Remember, I'm typing this as it happens. He's interested in you two. I think he may go to visit both of you and observe. He likes to collect the history of people and see who we all are, like a historian, and he may decide to observe you two at some point. Okay, if he does, and if you see him, he likes to show himself at least once so if it happens he's saying hello if it scares you just say it out loud he'll leave you alone then he doesn't like causing problems and knows he can freak me out if i'm high or if i'm doing something when he pops out of fucking nowhere and scares the shit out of me anyway yep shadow man is here to visit me and due to my personal liking of the podcast he's decided that he may visit both of you too Just a warning. Again, if he scares you, say it. But unless you are able to sense a presence around you, you may not know it until it's too late and he pops out of fucking nowhere. He knows not to do it when one is in the bathroom and won't go in there at all. I trained him on that after a few misunderstandings. Emily. Okay. Well. Well, we got like, so this was back in April the 2nd. That's where we're mm -hmm. at where we're reading this. And so we haven't felt anything or whatever. So hopefully he didn't like what he saw and was like, bye. Yeah. Hopefully we were very boring and he was like, okay, uh, see ya. Never. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, she just sits on the couch, but okay. You just keep him at your house, Emily. Mm-hmm. He's your friend. Y'all have a great friendship. Mm-hmm. Y'all play peekaboo, hide and seek, all of that. He is good, Emily. You go right ahead. You be selfish and, you know, you take care of yourself and you keep him with you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be alone. Mm -mm. We got each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank y'all so much for sending in all these freaking amazing stories. Y'all never, ever, ever disappoint. Never. Oh, my gosh. And that kind of gives you an idea of where we are of the where people have sent in. So if you're like, I sent them in something they haven't read yet. We're making our way downtown. Yep. <laughs> so y'all keep sending them in we'll keep reading them we love getting these yes because we get to know more about y'all mm-hmm. we love that 
Also, like Carrie mentioned before about the Creepinati, just to think, there are three bonus episodes that come out monthly, and then we have a thing that we're calling extra slices because, you know, extra large pizzas. Mm-hmm. It's just stuff that is too long for the bloopers or it's... Didn't make it in the episode. Like, yeah. it just was, like, a tangent that was a tangent among tangents. Yeah. And so it just needed to be cut. Yeah. So those are available. Like, the extra slices are available to every tier of the Creepinati. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so there's a lot of content over there. So if you're interested and you're like, oh, my God, I'm at the end. Hey, we over there. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get rid of us that easily. Yep. And if you sign up, you get the backlog of all the stuff that we've Mm -hmm. had. Yep. And, like, we had a lot of Halloween stuff last Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. So, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. But, again, we know that not everybody can support us on Patreon. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, what you can, anybody can do to support us is to like, subscribe, review, all those things. Yes. Definitely reviewing. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you do want to share Sinister Sightings, where can they email it? aparanormalchicks at gmail.com or they can go to our website aparanormalchicks.com <laughs> <laughs> question mark no aparanormalchicks.com and it'll you can go like contact us blah 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 and it yeah. sends us the email it's like a little form mm-hmm. totally so thank y'all so freaking much and remember creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared, scared.